Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another video game review. This is going to be for Kenya uh, Bridge of Spirits, which is a PlayStation 4 and 5 game. Uh, also says it's on Microsoft Windows. Obviously, that's uh, PC, uh, but basically a PlayStation game. So uh, I'm your host, Matthew, and let's do our spoiler free section of this review. Um, what I'm going to do with the spoiler section is I'll kind of briefly talk about some of the story parts. Um, but mostly in the spoiler section, I'm going to talk about the weapons that you get, because that's more kind of like surprises and stuff. But in, obviously, the spoiler-free section here, I'll give you my overall thoughts and impressions and whatnot of the game. Um, I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10, and I'm going to give it one of our must-play uh, ratings. If you're not familiar with our rating system for video games, we've got must-play, don't skip, possible skip, and then skip. I need to start writing those things in the show notes, but anyway... Um, yeah, give it a must play, uh, 9 out of 10. Um, there's only really two issues I've got with the game, and I suppose I should, I suppose I should kind of get those out of the way first, because I do have a lot of praise to give to this game. Um, so two things that didn't quite work for me. Um, one is more of a personal thing that I want from more games that wasn't really here and I was surprised and that's um, haptic feedback um, I was kind of surprised that there wasn't more haptic feedback in this game and I mean like specific types of haptic feedback for sort of like you know little things that you can do it's a small touch to add to a game it's not something that a game needs per se but it would have been an extra nice little touch there were a lot of like controller vibrations and stuff but Nothing that I'd actually specifically put down to haptic feedback. There might have been some bits and pieces that I noticed, but uh, but yeah. Um, that was something that did disappoint me a little bit. I was kind of expecting. I also didn't notice a lot of um, the adaptive triggers coming into play. Um, even with the bow and arrow, I didn't really notice that. Um, so those are those are some points, like some general dual sense controller misses that I think that this game has got but it doesn't detract from the overall experience it was just it just would have been a nice like sort of cherry on the cake kind of thing um so I'm not annoyed or mad or anything that those aren't in the game those would have just been a nice extra touch on top of what is already a very very good game a game that I really did enjoy um another one is sometimes the combat and some of the boss fight encounters were a little ridiculous I thought specifically uh, and if you don't have if you haven't played this game you won't know what I'm talking about anyway um there was a boss called the watchtower something or other and you had to do a specific thing to beat the boss and that is where I decided to change from I think it's called easy mode to story mode for the difficulty because um, I I had been fighting against that boss for about an hour, and I'd just gotten a little tired of it. Um, and this specific thing, I will put down to maybe it was just me not being good enough at doing that part of the game. But that was a bit of like a a strange spike in difficulty that I felt was a bit out of place. So I both put that down to maybe it was me not being good enough, and the game having a bit of an unreasonable kind of difficulty spike. Um, and I watched some different videos and stuff on how to do that boss. And some of the comment sections were like, yeah, this is where the game 
weirdly changes with its difficulty. But again, neither of those two things detract from my experience. They just sort of... The experience could have been even better if those things, to me, weren't an issue. Um, You can call them nitpicks if you want to. That's completely fair if you want to say that. But I'm just talking about my experience. If if you didn't have any issues with those two things, um, then you probably had an even better time with this game. But still, must play. 9 out of 10. Everything else here I enjoyed. Um, So yeah, on to the positive stuff for this game. Uh, This is a really, really, really solid video game that... It's interesting because I noticed the pattern in this game as I was going through. And I thought to myself, is this game repeating itself? Is it being repetitive? And it kind of is, but it's being... It's one of the most interestingly repetitive video games that I've played in terms of the loop that you go through with the gameplay but because it's interesting because you're doing this when you get like just over the halfway point of this game you kind of realize okay I'm doing the same thing over and over again but you're doing it in different ways against different enemies and with different and new abilities. So it's not like with. Um, what's the game? Mafia 3. Where you literally are doing the same thing. Over and over and over again. You do it like 36 times or whatever. With Mafia 3. Um, with like the base taking over. And all that sort of stuff. This is kind of like. Okay you go to one area. You do something. You go to another area. You do the same thing. You go to another area. Do the same thing. But the game's interesting because it manages to change itself up within that structure. Because it gives you... Uh, obviously, like you get these reward points and stuff and you can spend them on the skill tree. And you can buy new um, abilities and like the um, you know those kind of things. Um, I'll save the actual abilities and stuff for the, the spoiler section. Which some of you might not consider those spoilers. But I think some of them are a nice surprise. So I kind of want to leave the surprise on the table. Um... But yeah, you get new abilities and you think, oh, I can do that against that. And that's really fun. Because, w- again, within the almost repetitive structure, you find yourself unlocking new abilities and new ways new ways, to, new ways to tackle doing the same thing. And each time those new things came up, like different ways to do platforming, different ways to traverse the levels, different ways to fight your enemies... And almost every single time something new came up, like, oh, you can do this against this thing, and you can traverse the area this way. Every single time a new thing came up, I went, oh, that's really cool. That's That's a very cool idea. And everything that they were doing, like, fit in with the theme of the world, and, like, the what, what the game was trying to do. And it still kept its sort of core gameplay principles, even if some of that was slightly repetitive. So I'm not... It's it's a strange and a really interesting one, because I'm not blaming the game for being repetitive. I'm pointing out that it can be repetitive. But your approach to doing that same thing, you can do it your own way. And you can do it in a different way as well, um, depending on what you choose to do, how you choose to fight enemies, what what, um, skills you choose to to use 
because um, you might be more of a melee person, you might be more of a bow and arrow person, you might be, um, you might choose to do more parrying, you might choose to do more dodging, that kind of thing. Um, and then again, I won't get into specific details, but the way that the platforming evolves and changes itself um, throughout the game, I was like, oh, that's cool. You can do this new thing, and you can like traverse the levels this new way, and it like completely changed everything. Um, you were still doing the traversal towards the same objectives but they were just different and I want to say this as well I know I've been kind of like speaking a lot about Horizon Forbidden West because I, I met, when I did my um, review I think it was last week I did my recent review for Dying Light 2 and I said in Dying Light 2 that that's got some similar things in Horizon that can be compared or, or sort of similar um, like with the combat and stuff and I remember saying on my Horizon review, which was about two weeks ago or so, that I feel like the game didn't evolve itself enough from the first one. Again, you can check out my specific reviews for those games if you want more of that information. I think this is a better game than than Horizon Forbidden West. It's not as detailed, it's not as big, but it doesn't need to be. I'm talking about a... what I'm talking about is a general gameplay quality, keeping things fresh, um, giving you new interesting things to do, combat being a bit more fair. Um, and yes, even though I criticised part of the combat earlier, which might have been me, um, I think the combat in this game is better than the combat in Horizon. Um, and if I'm going to say that about Horizon Forbidden West, I mean that about Horizon Zero Dawn as well. Um, yeah. And some of you might think, like, why are you comparing this to Horizon? There is some similar elements here. I mean, you do have literal bow and arrow combat and melee combat with a staff. And although in Horizon it's a spear and a bow and arrow, it's essentially the same thing. Um, but I had a better time playing this game. I had more fun playing this game. Um, it's shorter and sweeter than Horizon is as well. Um, but no, I think it's a better game. I, I really, really do. Um, it's not as like, again, as big or have as many details or pro probably doesn't have the budget that Horizon does, but yeah. And don't get me wrong, still love Aloy as a character. I spoke on that review about like the incredible work they did with Aloy as a character in that game. I think King is a really, really interesting character. Um, not with quite so much depth as, as Aloy. The story here in uh Kenya isn't as as deep um or as like detailed and obviously this is the first entry in in the Kenya series you might get you know a bit more of a detailed story if we do get a second game which I hope that we do I I would love to go back to this this world and you know try out a sequel and stuff and maybe they can make the game even better um but yeah those are my overall thoughts impressions uh pacing wise um I think this is great writing um it is great as well. Um, but what I'm mainly impressed with here is uh, the combat, the traversal, and how those things continuously keep themselves fresh um, within this game. Because every single time I'd unlock a new ability, or every single time they revealed a new way for me to travel, I was like, oh, that's really cool. That, that fits in quite nice. And I can combine what I was doing before with this new stuff. And it just gives you more and more options, but it doesn't sort of completely overwhelm you. So, um, 
no, great stuff. Really, really enjoyed this game. Uh, in case of some of you wondering, um, this is developed by Ember Lab, who I don't think I've heard of before. I don't know if they're a little indie studio or whatever. Um, but yeah, they published the game. Um, oh, it won uh, at the Game Awards for Best um, Independent Game. So yes, it's an indie studio. So it's probably like a second or third party um, deal with PlayStation kind of thing um even though it's on pc as well but it's not on xbox or switch so you've still got that going on for it um yeah it's just really really good stuff so i i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed my uh my time with this game definitely and this has got one of those things in this game where as you're progressing through things and you're beating the levels and you're doing the boss fights and you're finishing the boss fights this game makes it feel great to get progression done um like at like the 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 pacing and the flow of the game with the progression pace and flow of of, of those things um coupled together uh makes for a really a really kind of smooth and really well paced experience and every time i did something like defeating a boss or figuring out a puzzle or just finishing a piece of a level and um not just in terms of beating those parts of the game but some of the things that you're doing in this game as well feel really satisfying to do like some of the some of the specific ways that you would be um figuring out the puzzles um <clears throat> and whatnot in this game felt really really great to do and really rewarding so i i really enjoyed doing those this is one of those games where i genuinely enjoyed doing the puzzles um like i just i had a lot of fun like figuring it out and stuff and that was really good so yeah anyway that's my overall thoughts impressions that kind of stuff um i'll leave it there for that sort of thing but yep yeah, 9 out of 10 must play definitely definitely recommend this game it's probably relatively cheap as well obviously i rent um most of my games as well so there's that but um obviously it's on the playstation store and on pc so you can check it out over there it's called king your bridge of spirits and uh yeah i w whether it's uh, you know in terms of ember lab themselves um, if they decide to do something different or another of these games, they're their ones that are going to be on my radar. So, um, good stuff from the team over there. Anyway, let's take a quick little break and then we'll get into story spoilers. There isn't a ton to talk about, but um, that and some of my favourite um, uh, combat mechanics in the game. So, let's take a break. We'll come back talk about that. See you in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself, or maybe both depending on the occasion, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our koalu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with koalu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up koalu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. 
If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, so if you don't want to be uh, spoiled on either the surprise mechanics and stuff. uh, Because they were a nice surprise to kind of go through, so I didn't want to ruin those surprises. um, Or you don't want to know... The story here, the story is not anything too crazy or detailed, but it's still something kind of interesting to talk about. So I'll touch upon the story and then I'll dig into some of the gameplay mechanics. If you don't want to know anything else about King of Bridge of Spirits, if you want to go and experience it fresh for yourself, which I'd recommend that you do that. Uh, you don't have to, but that's what I'd recommend. Uh, if you're listening on a podcast player, press pause, click it off, lower the volume take your headphones out (laughs) whatever you need to do uh play some music or a different episode or something of course we've got a ton of other podcasts on our podcast um feeds entertainment talk if you're listening on the website you can press back mute pause click on a different piece of content uh click the tab off if you really need to do that uh whatever you need to do to turn the podcast off um so yeah essentially the story here i suppose is you've got like an infected land which you you do realize in the first like half an hour of the game. Um, so you've got an affected land. And then as you go through the game. You're, you're um, revealing these spirits. Um, and your job as Kenya Is to um, heal the land. Get rid of all of the um, dark. I'll just call it dark stuff. I don't remember if it had a particular name. Um, on your journey of course. You'll have um, the rot with you. Um, I didn't even talk about them in the thing. Did I? Uh, yeah the rot is one of the really interesting. Um gameplay mechanics here although as i said to robert last week on the gaming podcast when i played a bit of this game um it's still confusing to me that they're called the rot because the thing that they are getting rid of and helping you defeat is actually what you would could consider as rot but never mind (laughs) um they're very very cute little things they're these little balls of fur basically with like a face and little arms and legs and stuff they're uh, they're very very cute obviously that's the intention so uh really really good um they can help you out obviously they can um you know lift things up for you they can move different objects um and they can open like containers and stuff for you so really good stuff with with that um so yeah i i found it really interesting that the big uh, animal at the end was all of the rock combined. And it was kind of a little bit sad when um, the guy who had been... I can't remember the character's names. But the guy that had been talking to you throughout the game. I was like, hey, you've got one more spirit that needs to be cleansed. And I was like, is there another boss fight? Because most of these spirits that you cleanse. And these people that you help that are like corrupted. Um, they're obviously boss fights. You beat them. They take off their mask. 
and then you kind of free their spirit. Um, but that was kind of a sad little scene when they all combine. I mean, it's kind of like beautifully sad where they fly off and they're sort of set free. And then you get the big burst of energy and stuff. So that was kind of interesting. But um, yeah, kind of kind of a standard interesting little sort of story that we've got here. You know, you've essentially got, um, what is it? So this guy gets kind of angry with the older man. And he decides, you know, um, I'm going to create this bad stuff that's going on and that creates this big blast obviously infects everybody and then it's up to Kenya to go and fix all of that by fighting all of the bosses um so that was uh good and interesting and everything um a kind of a standard story but yeah I had a bit of emotion to it a bit of heart to it I could tell that uh yeah they they put a bit of heart into the story um because it's not detailed or intricate or complicated um it's just got a lot of heart to it which is um which is a good thing. Um, Alright, moving on to um, the gameplay mechanics themselves. My favourite thing to use was the rot hammer. It was kind of difficult to use sometimes. Because as I would go to activate it. Sometimes I would get attacked by a boss. Or an enemy or something like that. Um, the thing that I used the least actually was the shield. Although I did use it a lot in the final boss fight. <laughs> because you need to really. Um... Now, in the tutorial, they teach you how to do the parrying, and I couldn't quite get a handle on it in the tutorial, so I never used it again. I basically went through this game and I never parried once. Um, I used the shield towards it in like the last boss fight and the bit before that, but I didn't parry any enemies in this game. I, all I did was dodging and jumping and, you know, that kind of stuff. And you can interrupt certain enemies' attacks if you shoot them uh, before they're able to charge things up. Or like later when you get the bomb thing, which is really good. And you can kind of shoot that and you can disrupt an enemy. That was uh, good to use. But no, I like the rot hammer. Um, yeah, that was that was really, really quite cool to use. Uh, it's interesting as well because as I was doing my first impressions video, I was like, oh, it seems like you probably get a bow and arrow at some point in this game. And obviously that becomes like a major thing. Um, I liked using the, um, I think it's called like the rot blast or something. is where you um, draw your bow. Sorry, draw your arrow, and uh, you get a bit of extra energy into that. That was really good to use. But no, everything in this game felt so good to do. Um, like whether it was that attack, or the rot hammer, or the bombs that you could use that were really good. Because uh, if you stuck them on the flying enemies, they would sort of drop down and you know blow up or whatever. That was that was kind of fun to do. So yeah, and so what I meant. But I should just kind of clear one point up, I suppose. What I meant when I said... Um, because essentially what you do is you go to a spot, you clear it up by defeating the enemies, then you put the rot on the flower thing, and then you use the spirit or an arrow shot, and it clears it up. Then you go to the next location, you do it again. Next location, you do it again. And then, obviously, you speak to characters now and again. And I noticed that repetitive nature about the game... But because they give you different ways to fight in the combat, and also when you get later on in the game, you can do things like um, blowing up the rocks that would like create certain bridges and stuff like that, or certain little platforms. The way that you get to the place um, changed, and like the, the way that you could traverse the levels and that sort of thing, and you do the double jumps and and whatever. So. That was really interesting, the way that they did that. Obviously, there was the flower thing that you could shoot. You could shoot that, and it would 
basically that like a sort of grapple wouldn't it and it will pull you over to a platform so yeah just different ways of kind of doing stuff and obviously in the last sort of hour or so of the game they combine a bunch of these things together and make because the end of the game is nothing like the start of the game really apart from again the same thing which is put the rot on the thing on the flower and then shoot it or use the spirit thing um but it made sense that you did that over and over again in the game because it was tied to like because essentially what this rot stuff is it's gotten into bushes and you know trees and things like that so i suppose what you're doing is like the beauty of the flower or whatever and you're putting the rot on that to heal it and then that would heal the land so it made sense that you were doing that um that also tied into certain enemies as well though i noticed where because you had those little guys that had like the bombs on them and uh they would keep coming out of one area and then you would go over to the area you'd put the rot on the flower and then you'd you you know you'd blow that up or whatever so um they did change things up a bit which was which was good um feel like the game's just about the right length as well i didn't feel like much of this outstayed its welcome um, I will say though, the only part that maybe did outstay its welcome, and I I get why they did it, was with the last boss fight where you speak to the older guy, and he's like, oh, you know, you need to go through this gate now and defeat the main person, and then you go through the gate, and in the cutscene, Kenya gets beaten and like pushed through the ground or whatever it was, and then she gets brought back. And then it was like, oh, you need to go to these three gates and collect this stuff, these um, uh, relics, I think it was. And it's like, okay, did you need me to do that? Couldn't you have got like, me to do one more relic? Why did it have to be three? But that didn't take me that long to do. That took about an hour or so for me to get through those things. Obviously, those, those are three boss fights in themselves. Um, and again, with the newer platforming stuff, with it, with everything there. So that was that was good. I just kind of... Because it was weird as well. Because he said... Um, he was like... Oh, before you get to this final boss fight... You might want to do this other stuff. And I saw them on there. The, the three blue markers. I was like... Oh, I'll go to one of them. See see what they do. Because that's kind of like a... Um, it attempted to be... A... Um, no turning back moment in a game. Where it's like... Hey, this is an RPG thing. And... You're about to enter the final boss area. Make sure you're all upgraded before you go through. And I was sort of thinking. No I'm good. Because um, most of the things that I could unlock. And wanted to I had. So I was ready to just go into the final boss fight. But then it gets you to go through the three. Mini bosses at the end anyway. Uh, so I, I didn't quite understand that. But I understood why it was there. I, I guess it was supposed to be to do with. You know. You attempt to fight the boss anyway. And you know. You get pushed back and then you can fight back again. So yeah, that was uh good stuff. Um so yeah, that's most of the combat stuff. Um some of the enemy types. I struggled to fight against the um the I think it was like the witches. They had like a staff and they could heal themselves. Uh although that was one of the more fun mini boss fights that I had was when you uh fight against the witch type of character. Um, the little guys obviously really, really easy to fight. You can kill them quite easily. Uh, so that was a that was a good one um, with that boss fight. I can't remember all of them. Um, yeah, the witch ones were good because essentially they used reused that character as like a mini boss later on. Um, 
but put like more of them in the level. Obviously not as strong, but that was uh, kind of interesting. Um, what other ones did you have? The one, that, the ones that I struggled to take out the most that kind of annoyed me was the um, the like the parts of the ground or a rock or whatever, and it made this ball, and you could throw a bomb at them, and it would like make them burst open so you could see the core and you would shoot that with an arrow i felt that was a little bit clunky um just because like you you couldn't melee the the enemy you couldn't shoot an arrow at them it had to be a bomb and you had to obviously wait for those to come back although by the time i'd gotten to that point i did have the um upgrade for two bombs so i'd kind of you know be a be a bit better with that uh but that was a little bit kind of eh, okay fine you know not too much of a big deal but uh, that was interesting one as well. Um, but no, good stuff. Uh, that's pretty much what I've got to talk about with this game. Um, I, I mean, the story ends at a point where, okay, you don't need to re- revisit this story because the land has been cleansed, right? But I would like to spend more time in the world and with Kenya and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, progress her as a character, evolve her as a character, and give her a new story to go through. Um, obviously need some new characters because they're kind of all dead. Uh, but no, do do some more of that. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going to say that we will get a Kenya 2, although I'm not certain about that. I feel like this could be a one-off game, which if it is, that's fine. I just you know think there's more potential as to what you could do with this game, I think, certainly. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's my thoughts on Kenya Bridge of Spirits. I thoroughly enjoyed my time with this game. Um, For those of you that have played it, hopefully you have, because I've just talked about all of it. Um, What did you think? What was your favourite weapon to use? Mine was the Rot Hammer. I just thought it was really cool and really powerful and everything. Um, Which enemies frustrated you the most? Um, You know, which boss fight? Did did you get stuck at a particular boss fight? What was your least favourite weapon to use? Most favourite weapon? And do you think... um, Well, two-part question... Do you want to return to the world of Kenya? And do you think that we are going to? Um, so do you want another game? And do you think Sony will, will Ember Lab will make another game? Let me know what you think. Or do you think they'll just make something new next time? Let me know what you think. You can let me know all those thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever you've got. Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter eTalk UK is a contact page and information in your show notes. So let me know what you think. Um, there's also a uh, email box on the website version of the episode. You can fill that in and let us know what you think. Um, and a clickable email name, so you can use that as well if you'd like to. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we uh, do on entertainmenttalk.org and podcast platforms by searching for Entertainment Talk TV, games, films, main United podcast. Take a look at all of what we've got. Uh, so there's that. Um, if you want to support the podcast and entertainment talk in other ways, you can of course listen to more episodes that we've done. There's a ton of them on the website. Just browse through the different categories and whatnot that we've got. And you can find all those things. Um, word of mouth and social media, you can let other people know about what we're doing and where they can find it, either by telling them or using social media. Patreon, one dollar, three dollar level tiers, ad free podcast review options. Take a look at that as well if you'd like to. Um, if you want your TV and your film news, David's got you covered over on Geek Town. and Geek Town Radio. 
Uh, that's for your TV and your film news. Um, Geek Time Radio episodes released on Tuesdays. If you want some fun content over on Twitch, Bex has got you covered. Trista B-Y-T-E-S. She's doing Tomb Raider on Monday. She does some charity streams and work and that sort of thing. And some other fun streams. So Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow over there. You can also follow me on Twitch as well. Uh, E-TalkUK. Uh, for all my different streams. And you can find those archived later. Uh, you can also find me playing the first half an hour of this game if you want to do that. Uh, you can find the archive streams and the uh, game clips and whatnot over on the YouTube channel, which is Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.